You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Hey, 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 good day. It is a good day. This is Dr. D. And today we're going to be talking about the cost of baggage. You know, the word baggage means something that can be negative, things that you don't need to carry. What is the cost of extra baggage? Now, God didn't mean us to carry these burdens. It was finished at the cross, guys. And in Psalms 55:22, it says, "Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit you to slip or fall. If you're in his will, you're being godly, he's not going to let you slip or fall." If you're on the YouTube channel, this particular um, episode has a lot of great gifts on it. And there's a picture of a girl who's consistently bending over to pick up this backpack, which seems too heavy. Are you carrying extra luggage that's too heavy? Too hairy? (laughs) Too heavy for you to carry? That's what we're going to talk about today. So what's the cost of carrying extra baggage? What are some things that you perhaps have in your baggage that you need to take out so you make weight? You know, have you ever been at the airport and I forgot how many pounds? And if you're overweight, you have to take things out of that luggage so you don't have to pay that crazy price. What about your life? How do you take things out of your life because you're paying a crazy price for. Let's talk about what is in your baggage. What makes up your baggage? What about unfinished business? You know, business that is unfinished are things that you, that are left undone on your to-do list. They, they pull you to the past. They prey on your mind. You know, it used to be when I was a student, I was a student many, many years. And and the worst part of a project was actually starting and thinking about it before I started. But once I started it, things became brighter. When you have things that are unfinished, that are unfed, that are undone, it weighs on your heart. When my mother passed away, I didn't live far from the National Cemetery in Riverside, California, and I would go up there a lot and just sit by the grave. And I would watch people with unfinished apologies, unfinished gifts, and they would come to the graveyard and they would cry and they would fall over the grave and they would moan and groan. And um, I noticed this young man and he kind of noticed me, too. 
He was visiting the grave of his brother who was killed in Afghanistan. And he said to me one day, I noticed you're not performing like most people we see come to the grave. And you know what I said to him? Because I gave my mother her flowers when she was alive. I told her how much I cared for her. I didn't leave anything unsaid. Because unsaid, unfinished things makes your baggage heavy. Because you go over and over and over in your mind. And I asked him, how come you're not falling over the grave and crying and acting, you know, aloof (laughs) and staring into the ether? He said, because I love my brother and he knew it. And I wrote him and I talked to him and I uh, FaceTimed him every other day. So um, I did all that I needed to do. So a lot of those people we were watching. They were carrying unfinished business, which weighs your heart down, causes you to have extra baggage. Extra baggage, what is in the baggage? You can also have wasted time. Wasted time sitting in your comfort zone. (laughs) Comfort zones are so nice because they're comfortable. Have you ever... um, had to do something and you were so stressed you didn't do it, but you were thinking about doing that thing and you didn't do it and you were stressed out because you weren't doing it and you were stressed out because you're wasting time in your comfort zone. Some people's comfort zone is a location. They sit in a, what you call lazy boy chair. (laughs) Don't you like the title of that? Lazy boy chair. And they prop it up and they sit there and all they do is dream and they never do. They never want to do anything that is out of their comfort zone. As a Christian, we should not be afraid to go outside our comfort zone because God wears the cape in your capabilities. He will take you places where you know, you know, you know, you don't have the cape on the ability, but he will provide that. He's always going to stretch you. He wants you to become glory to glory from glory to glory. A little bit of a time. He wants to pull you out of your comfort zone. So. The cost of baggage, it could be unfinished business we haven't finished, (laughs) or we could be wasting time sitting in that comfort zone. Past failures and disappointments can be in our baggage. We have things that we tried to do in the past. We had dreams that we had in the past and we feel conflicted because we weren't able to achieve what we think we think should be the direction of our life. You know, God doesn't make bad situations, but he improves bad situations by giving us a hope for the future. He turns bad situations for the good, for his purpose. And if you are called according to his purpose, he changes them 
There's a lot of disappointments that we have. And a lot of times these disappointments can lead into hurt feelings. (laughs) Some of us, our baggage is full of hurt feelings. Um, My sister has this stone that she found that's in a heart shape. It's just, it's, it's a huge stone and it's shaped in the heart. And she, she found it when she was out hiking one day. I don't know what she was doing. But I look at that because I'm wondering how much of our baggage is hurt feeling. So our heart has become hardened. We we don't let people get close to us because we've been disappointed. We've had failures. And those hurt feelings become part of that baggage that we carry around with us. Have you ever heard the saying, she wears our heart on her sleeve? <laughs> well, she probably had a lot of disappointments and therefore she has people get back because I've been hurt. So get back. OK, so she goes inside her comfort zone and sits there where no one can hurt her. What you need to do is spend time scanning your life. Scan your life for baggage, which is unnecessary for you to carry. Unnecessary for you to carry. Jesus finished it all a long time ago. If you believe that, you have to embrace that. We have an assortment of BS. And I don't mean bullshit. I mean bad story. It's a bad story that we keep on telling ourselves. Or it's a broken system that we use. We use a bad system. BS. Bad story. BS. Broken system. BS. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, well, I guess I all I could do is pray. You know, guys, 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 guys. Why don't you start with that first? Start with the prayer first instead of panicking. And I'm preaching to myself, too. But I I am not where I want to be in the future. (laughs) But I'm much further along than I was in the past. I want that distance to be shorter and shorter. Between when I panic, you know, when something happens, you panic. And then you decide, oh, well, I guess I need to pray. No, I want to I wanna shorten that panic time to directly to prayer. <laughs> you go, well, have you, have you achieved it, Deborah? Not quite, because I get situational amnesia. That sounds like a good episode. <laughs> Tune in. We're going to talk about situational amnesia. I forget. I forget I am the daughter of a king. I forget I'm part of the royal court. I forget that the table has been prepared for me. I forget because I have all this baggage, unfinished business, wasted time in the comfort zone, failures and disappointments of the past, and hurt feeling. Get rid of that baggage. Stuck in the BS? Are you stuck in a bad story? Is there some stuff that you're putting into your story that doesn't belong there anymore? It's no longer true. 
but you keep on replaying it in your mind. The abuser is gone. The person who hurt you is gone, but you keep replaying it. Some sometimes the person who hurt us might not even know it. That's why forgiveness is for you, not the perpetrator. So the some of the stuff that you're putting in your story makes it bad because it does not exist anymore. Matter of fact, if you go to the Bible, it says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Have you committed a sin and you ask God for forgiveness? But his adversary, Satan, he, he, he wants to play it up to you every time. It's already done. You're forgiven. You need to move it on. That story is not true anymore. It used to be true, but it isn't anymore. <laughs> you, 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 you used to be a hellraiser, but you're not anymore. You used to blah, 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 insert the sin, but you don't do it anymore. Why are you still feeling guilty about it? Do you believe that Jesus paid for all of our sins on the cross or not? Do you believe it or not? The second part of that verse in Isaiah, that was Isaiah 48, was, Behold, I am doing a new thing that now springs forth. Do you not perceive it? That's a question. That's Isaiah 43, 19. Isaiah 43, 18 was saying, don't remember things in the past. <laughs> Let them go. So Isaiah 43, 19 says that God is doing a new thing, but your perception is a little off. Did you get that? Don't you perceive it? It's a new thing. I'm doing a new thing for you. Perceive it. You need to trust in the invisible process. Now, people don't like invisible unless that was your you know, superhero, the invisible man. But people don't like invisible because it's not seen. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, while we look not at things that are seen, but things that are not seen for things that are seen are temporary. They're temporal. They'll pass with time. And things that are unseen are external. Eternal. They're external from me, but they, they're eternal. Now, a lot of times I ask myself, okay, okay. Because, you know, we're the worst critics of ourselves. We're down on ourselves. We don't do this. We don't do, or we said the wrong thing. And I ask myself, okay, I have so much to do. Who put this pressure on me? I put this pressure on myself. What do I need to do that's for the kingdom? That's external to me, but eternal in God's kingdom. And those are the important things. So get out of that bad story. 
you have to take action. Shock the system. <laughs> and if you're on YouTube, there's a guy. It's a real cute picture. He's got his bathing suit and he's got his rubber ducky and looks like he's got a beer. And it says, welcome to the shallow end. There is no water. There is a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's about adapting, changing, becoming that it used to be the cheese used to be in a certain place in the past, but now it's moved. So you have to take action. And the Bible talks about that in James. It talks about the, the, the fact that you have to do the word. You just can't listen to the word. To listen and not do is like a fool. He looks himself in the mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like. That's not what the Bible says, but basically that's a fool. You have to be doers. You know, head knowledge is okay, but see, as Christians, we need heart knowledge. Because head knowledge will only get you so far. Because you're dealing with things that are invisible. Things that are, that are eternal. It's got to go from your head to your heart. Like I didn't know who the Holy Spirit was until a third accident. First accident, my son was blind. Second accident, he, he's blind. So a woman came up a one-way street and hit him and crushed his foot. Third accident, we moved to Colorado. My baby was shot point blank in the chest. People like, was he in the ghetto? No, he was in the most exclusive neighborhood. In all of Colorado when it happened. And I didn't understand who the Holy Spirit was until then. Now I could quote the, vo uh, the, the, the verse. I got to leave so the comforter will come. But I didn't know who the comforter is. So we have to move from what's in our head. And get it in our heart. And when we take that journey quicker. Then situational amnesia won't affect us. Now, next time we're together, I'm going to talk about how do you shock the system? What exactly you do the, to shock the system? And the point that I want to make in the cost of baggage part one is that don't carry it. Put that load down. You are not meant to carry the load. Your shoulders are not strong enough. You are right. You cannot do it on your own. And you don't have to. He paid the price. He paid the price. So until next time, hopefully this has been helpful. The second part, we'll be looking at the invisible process and what happens in the visible process. And we'll also be looking at what we can do to shock the system. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope podcast. God bless.